Hello, welcome to the Talk Live Show. I am your host, Shantae Arati. I have a wonderful guest with me today. You know, every week on Thursdays, we bring you a new guest who is an entrepreneur, business owner who is going to share their life story, their life journey with you so that you are inspired and you are empowered to go live your best life, to pursue your dreams and really succeed in your business. That's what we're all about. That's why we are here. So sit back and relax. Enjoy the show. Please ask your questions. Drop, Say hi. Drop them in the comments. We see you guys coming on. We appreciate you. Please share out the show uh, to your network. Uh, please like it. Um, and again, we encourage you to comment. If we do not answer your questions during the show, we always follow up after the show. So we are going to get right into this. We have a fantastic guest. Her name is Kimberly Ho of Honeva Consulting. Hi, Kimberly. Hello, Shante. Thank you very much for having me on today. I'm so excited to be doing this, uh, sharing a little bit, teaching, maybe also learning from um, the audience as well. Yes, so we're so happy to have you here. Um, maybe we'll tell them a little bit about our story, um, but I've known uh, Kimberly for a little while now. Um, and so Kimberly, can you please just tell us a little bit about yourself, what your business is, what you do, and who you serve? Yeah, so um, right now I am the president and principal HR consultant at Honeva Consulting. So we're in the professional services space, helping growing companies with HR planning and implementation support. So really building out that HR function so to make sure it's structured, efficient, um, legally compliant and fiscally responsible just to help growing employers build a thriving workplace where they have strong teams, um, super productive operations, and they're meeting their employer responsibilities. So it's uh, been quite a journey, as I'm going to probably share in a bit. It's many years. We're headed into our 13th year here on June 16th. So very excited to finally be a baker's dozen. <laughs> Yeah, Congratulations. And, so 13 years is a long time to be in business. So um, we know that that's not an easy thing to, to do. Um, and that is a huge accomplishment. So we congratulate you on that achievement. That's so super fantastic. So oh, thank you. <laughs> you share with us how you got into, um, tell us, take us back to the start of your journey because it's been 13 years. How did you get into being um, an entrepreneur and starting this consulting practice on your own? Oh my gosh, I've gone through so many changes. Um, well, I guess starting at the very beginning, I started as a student entrepreneur. I was in junior high kind of looking at, you know, what my future looked like. So I um, opened my first business as a resume writer, um, just helping my friends, my peers uh, prepare their job search documents. So um, first company was Career Gems. And uh, with that, um, it's, it's a it's a specialty within the HR field itself. So um, I went off, I did my schooling, and I started to take on HR projects as I was studying at the University of Alberta. Um, you know, it's it, it was really a journey and an evolution. I didn't even know human resources was a field when I first began. I just, I did it. Um, and 
looking back, it's it filled every need that I had in life. Um, my business has really been the vehicle um, where I can achieve all of my dreams and aspirations. Uh, and it's evolved with my life as well. So I ran the first business for just over a decade, um, had lots of fun, met amazing people, really, really strong leaders in each field. Um, and then I had to make a, a decision back in 2012. I was really running two businesses at the same time. It, you know, it takes a toll on your life, your relationships, um, every every faucet. And so with that, really taking a deep dive and um, came to the decision to just focus on the human resources side of it. Um, and it's it, it has been an evolution. I started working very internationally. And um, so as part of that, I think um, that's how Shantae and I connected. Yes. You know, we we understand that business operates on an international scale um, and looking for those collaborations with people who have big hearts, shared similar visions and wanting to make a, a positive impact. So right now, um, working across, you know, the governance side of things, helping businesses make sure that they're they're following the laws and gaining the knowledge that they need to make the, the best decisions for their businesses. Um, you know, touching on all the different uh, stages that an employee goes through, whether it's the hiring phase, development, terminations. And then we also work a lot in the compensation area, um, designing pay plans so that people are paid fairly and given the opportunity to build a full life for themselves. And then also on the housekeeping bit, um, teaching an employer how to collect information, use it properly, and then um, really manage the destruction as well because um, information, it's you never want it to leak out when it shouldn't. Right. And um, there's a lot of lot of hidden gems in there if you know how to leverage the the talent and the information within your organization. Yeah, That's so. good. So you mentioned that you made the transition in 2012. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like? Was it an easy transition? Was it a challenging transition for you? Um, it took me a long time. <laughs> I the that decision was made in 2012, but it wasn't until 2017 that I actually did the official public brand change. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when I went and had Haniva Consulting, um, you know, rebranded to to showcase who we are as a company, HR as a profession. Um, you know, we sometimes don't have the best reputation. So really wanting to build a company where people viewed us as approachable, helpful, and, you know, that that good sounding board that they could trust. And so if you look at our logo, it's um, it's made up of two words, honey. So honey used to be used as a currency. It's very warm. Um, and then Iva, which is uh, the Japanese and Hawaiian word for the, the yew tree, which is the tree of knowledge. And being a consulting firm, um, we sell knowledge. So it fit very well together. Um, it brings a lot of joy as well. So really deciding to pick really nice bright colors with that as well. And um, yeah, in terms of the journey, it's, you know, it's many steps. We had to put a plan in place um, just to make sure that we were taking gradual steps because um, it's quite a shock to your business to go through such a transformation. And mm -hmm. so um, we're still in the middle of it. It's 
you know, it's taken many years. There were times where, um, you know, you look at it and it's, you don't know if you're going to reach the end, but you just keep pushing through. And I have a really good support system now that um, they've been there every step of the way. That's good. And it's really good to have a support system um, in place as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. Uh, let's talk about what have been some of your greatest challenges um, since you've been a business owner? Because um, you've been a business owner for a long time. So um, I'm sure you've encountered many. So what are maybe a top your top two that you've been able to overcome? Um, well, actually, on the personal side, I was homeless for a while, um, good almost eight months. Um, so it, you know, it was it was a time in life where you didn't you didn't know what your next day looked like. And um, again, I really relied on uh, my friends to to help me through that. And so literally couch surfing for months, um, doing work for clients. Like at that time, um, none of my clients knew I was going through that because, um, you know, as that that person of stability in their lives, um, you really want to make sure that you're available to them. So yes, even though there was a bit of chaos, um, I was able to land on my feet eventually. Uh, but it took, again, a lot of time um, and just a lot of gumption. You just, you gotta, you gotta do what you need to survive sometimes. Um, but I've, I've grown so much. That was, you know, just a, over three years ago now. Um, I, last summer, I was able to, to buy my first house with my boyfriend. And life is stabilized. I'm so thankful that I, I have this ability. And um, it's really come through the business. It's the relationships we have with our clients. It's not only a business relationship, but we're, we build a friendship around it as well, um, where we get to see and be a part of each other's lives. Uh, and now I think the best advice I can give for other business owners is to, to ask for help. Um, I think that's been the the greatest feedback that I've received is I should have asked for much more help than I, I did at that time. Yeah. And then I guess my second challenge is um, I'm, I, I work in uh, an economic market right now. So I'm based in Calgary, Alberta, um, but we work internationally. Um, in the last few years, we've localized because the province has updated their Alberta employment standards legislation. So um, really great opportunity for us, but this is one of our tougher markets um, compared to, you know, our U.S. counterparts where they're, they're operating in a much more mature consulting uh, environment. Um, so we have made extra strides in making sure we um, spend a lot more time on client education um, and giving them the ability to make good decisions for their business. Sometimes people don't know what they're buying. And so we, we emphasize um, that in our 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 processes to make sure that we explain, okay, what are all these different pieces of HR? How do they fit together within a business ecosystem? Because we don't operate in a vacuum. What we do is we can change the direction of a business. And so we have to be mindful of how it impacts your accounting, finance, legal, IT, and operations all together. And so um, I think 
that second challenge, I, I complained about it for a long time because my sales cycle <laughs> was much longer <laughs> than when I worked internationally. Um, but in listening to myself and to my peers, I, re I, I had a light bulb moment and realized, hey, in, in the complaints that I made, there's opportunities and how do I resolve it? And um, it's made a difference for sure, yeah. Awesome. So when you talked about these challenges and I don't wanna like kind of skip past it, these are some major challenges that you have encountered in your business. Um, and I want people to understand that because a lot of times people see it from the outside. They don't see the behind the scenes. They don't see all the things that uh, we as business owners and entrepreneurs go through and they think of it as more this glamorous thing that they see on TV. But as entrepreneurs, we deal with real life issues, real challenges, whether it's in our life or something in the environment or uh, um, in the industry that we work in that has had a significant um, change that is impacting us in our business. Um, how, how did you how did you handle that? What 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 was it? Um, within you or outside, I know you talked about a support system, but what can you say was the uh, things that really helped you to overcome those challenges, um, whether it was the homelessness, whether it was the change um, in the laws and how they worked um, in Alberta, what were those things that really kept you going um, despite those major challenges that you experienced in your life? I think it comes down to the commitment to the lifestyle. Um, you know, it's you with being a business owner, you have to be available to your clients, right? At the end of the day, um, they're going to have needs. And as a business, you know, you're trying to fulfill those needs. Um, the second thing would be to, to take care of yourself along the way. Um, it's a demanding life. You're, you're working at, you know, all hours of the day sometimes. And I I burned out for a bit. Um, and so I had to step back and say, hey, I need to take care of myself because if I don't, I can't take care of others. Um, and so with that, I try my best to take breaks. You know, I'm not perfect, not every day um, works out that way, but just to be more mindful. I had a, a business coach in the beginning and um, she helped me in so many ways. Uh, I had reached out to her for one specific reason, but then as we worked together, um, you know, she was able to identify that um, I needed to see myself as a business owner because at, when I first started, right, I, I saw myself as an HR professional um, and that's grown. Uh, then I became you know, uh, a business owner along the way. And what does that mean? There's different stages. And as you go through them, um, your identity changes, how you view yourself changes, and how others view yourself changes as well. And I think just never losing sight of who you are, why you're doing this in the first place, because, you know, there's, there's every opportunity and every option out there to, you know, go and take a job if you want, right? Like it, it, it's it's there. Um, and so I remind myself of why I do this. The reasons of why I've started a business and remain in business have changed throughout my life. Um, it's not static, it's very dynamic, but 
just having that time, making sure that you reflect and having people to go to that you can talk. Um, I had a discussion yesterday and it's like, hey, what is my life purpose? I don't yeah. have that answer today. Um, and it's difficult for me because from a very young age, I knew what I wanted to do and uh, how to do it. But now I'm in a position where, you know, I'm, I'm running an established company and um, what can I do outside of that? And what, what impact can I have? What legacy do I want to leave behind when, you know, when you reach that, that stage in life where, um, you know, it's, I've never gone into this for the money. It's it's been nice, <laughs> gotta say. But um, there's so much more. I I think the the biggest compliment I get today is um, the the businesses that I help. They're still active and operating. Um, the employees are happy. They operate almost as if they're in a bubble. Um, because they, the business owner knows how to insulate their business. There's very intelligent people out there that know how to recession-proof a business. It is absolutely possible. Um, but to do it execution-wise, again, it takes time, takes effort, and it takes a lot of commitment. So um, when you choose this life, you really have to go in. Um, and, you know, it doesn't have to be right away. It took me years to to finally see myself as a business owner. So, um, you know, take it at your own pace and, and again, get help where you need it. Yeah. I like that. And what I take from that is that we need to commit to the process. Yeah. Understand it's a process. It's all a part of the journey. It doesn't, none of this happens overnight. Um, and that you're going to go through many things, but if you commit to it, you understand who you are and why you're here, why you're doing this, that will really help you to overcome your any challenges that you experience. Um, and so just know that you will have really, really will have challenges. We were just talking about before we came on the air um, that a lot of times people think, um, you know, they reach a certain level of success and that's where the challenges end. No. Um, so every level that you go to, once you reach a level of success, there are going to be greater challenges for each level uh, that you're going to. Um, so I think if we understand that, that will help us to uh, respond um, a little bit better to when those challenges come into our lives. That's that's so true. Like when I first started, I can only do small projects. And it was okay. I was thrilled to to have those opportunities. And as I, you know, increased my knowledge, you know, I went to school, but I do a lot of self-learning as well. Um, I was able to do more. And with that, I can go into a business now and build an entire department. That was something I probably couldn't have imagined when I was younger. Uh, but it's, you know, you continue to dream big and just go for it. Uh, there's there's not a lot to stop you. Um, we live in a day and an age now where there's tools available. Um, like when I first started, there was not a lot of resources that were available. And right now we're living in a day and an age where I feel entrepreneurship is uh definitely glamorized um but there there are people out there that have done it for a long time and can give you that reality check when you need it that if you're hitting that first roadblock or you're facing your first challenge you know that it's not unique um 
we all go through it uh, and it's just you know the degree of severity and impact that it has on our lives sometimes if you ask for help a little earlier on um, you're able to to navigate through it a little quicker because you're leveraging the experience of someone else absolutely but for you how would you um say if at all that you've changed um over the course of the past 13 years have you do you feel that you're still the same or or have you changed and if so how um i would say i i've matured a lot um decision making wise like in the beginning i my business was, uh, uh, you know, it was exciting and new and fresh. And uh, I saw it in, you know, very rosy colored uh, glasses. <laughs> um, having been through uh, a transformation where I was running a very simple business model to one that's a little more complex, a little more demanding um, and requiring a lot more time, I think my ability to look at bigger picture has changed. Um, I'm a I'm a very technical and analytical person. So in the beginning, I was very much in the weeds operating inside my business, whereas now I make a lot of effort to operate on my business. And with that, I'm trying to slowly rebuild a team. Um, and it's it's very different right because when i first started i was just building this for myself the company has grown to be bigger than myself um, it's now a vehicle for others to launch their careers so i'm right now putting in a lot of effort to train future hr professionals um, and it's challenging it's hard uh, i didn't see myself so much as a teacher but i I'm more of a trainer. So being able to have that awareness of how I relate to others and um, what it means for them to be a part of this dream too and what they want from it, uh, it's it's definitely changed me as a person. Um, you know, I'm not looking at it from the lens of, okay, this is myself and my world, but it is much bigger of how I'm going to change the world, you know, whether it be one company at a time, one person at a time. At the end of the day, I know um, I'm behind some of the decisions that business owners make. And I want to make sure that I give good advice and good guidance so that they are doing, you know, first of all, doing no harm. Um, it's, you know, there's tough decisions sometimes, but that is one of the 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 main premises of um, our professional code is do no harm, educate, and then, you know, where additional assistance is needed to, to bring in those resources to that business so that they're getting the right person at the end of the day that is able to help them get through their challenges as well. Because, um, you know, we've talked throughout this whole broadcast of the challenges of uh, the entrepreneurial life. Um, but we also have to keep in mind that we are part of the lives of others as well. Yeah. And that's huge. It is. Yeah. I know when I talk to my, my colleagues and my peers, that's when we talk about what keeps us up is not at night is that responsibility. So whether it's our, the responsibility we have to our teams or the responsibility that we have to our clients, we are impacting lives, right? Yeah. 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 And so and, that's a major thing. And you have to be able to take that on your shoulders. So I would say 
in the last 13 years, I've become a much stronger person, much more mature. Um, and my business is growing along with me. So it's, it's really an evolution of life. Um, and again, back to what you were trying to, to explain earlier is like, this is not an overnight success. It took a lot of work. Um, and, you know, you just continue working on it each day in and out. You work on your business, but you also have to make the time to work on yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what advice, uh, since again, I know you work with companies um, that have teams and you have, uh, you're building a team of your own, uh, which is fantastic. What advice or tips would you offer um, to our audience for what they can do um, to make sure that they're putting together the best team for their business? Um biggest thing right off the bat is planning and risk management. Uh, most oftentimes, some of the common mistakes that I see is uh, a business owner, they, you know, if they've reached capacity and they're looking for additional hands, um, you know, whether it be to help on the operations side or the administrative side, sales, marketing, business development, all the, all the pieces that make up a business. Um, so one of the common mistakes being is that they put together a job posting really quickly, they put it out on whichever job board, and then they wait for resumes. There's actually a lot of steps that go before that. There's, you know, organizational design, building the structure of your business so that it can flex as you grow and shrink and, um, you know, it's just how do you respond as a business to the market changes, whether it be legal, social, political, economic. Um, and then, you know, there's a big piece around workforce planning, job design. So, you know, when to hire, who to hire, where to hire so that you're using your money properly. You don't want to waste it. There is going to be some money every year that you um, you spend. And it's it's what I call mistakes and learning. <laughs> uh, but don't don't let that drag you down. Everybody is going to learn along the way. And sometimes the lessons are a little harder. And yeah, just um, make sure that you're asking for help from the right person. Um, you know, I rely on accountants and lawyers and CFOs all the time because we uh, we're interconnected in the organization. And so having them on your advisory board or your power team makes a difference. Um, the other mistakes that I typically see are um, you know, just Googling for answers. I have had so many contracts um, that I've had to fix and clean up because they took it off the internet, not knowing it's the wrong jurisdiction. There's extra clauses that they are not obligated in their state or province to, to follow, or they're missing, um, you know, key um, clauses that can protect them and their business. So again, if you don't know, it's okay to accept that and get the help you need because uh, when it comes down to it, you're either going to learn the hard way or, you know, spend that money and do it right the first time. It's definitely possible, but it's just having that awareness that you won't know everything right off the bat. There is some DIY you can do, but you will reach a certain point if your aim is to grow your business where you're going to need more specialized knowledge. 
Absolutely. That's a, that is so good because I know many of us are we're wanting to grow our business. They, that's what we want to do. We want to scale our business. Um, we know a big part of being successful is having a team. And at what point would you say um, an entrepreneur or business owner should bring on a team? Like at what point, um, you know, and looking at how we're working, even de depending on how long we've been in business, is that a factor? What are the factors we should be looking at when we decide, oh, now I need to go from being a solopreneur, now I need a team to help me in this? Um, having gone through that myself twice, um, you know, and for myself and then seeing it in, in the shoes of my clients as well, you have to look at it from different perspectives. So operationally, are you, you know, are you tapped out? Do you actually need the help or can you, you know, push a little longer? Um, and then on the financial side, does it make economic sense to bring in an employee? Are you financially viable enough to actually carry that labor cost um, because it you know it does make a difference and then once you've made the decision to hire whether it be uh, um, you know looking at your your revenue saying okay once I reach this level of revenue I want to pull myself out of the business so that I can work on it a little more and start bringing people into the business slowly. Um, we also will look at production levels. Okay, if I reach however many widgets, um, is that the time to bring in extra support so that we're able to fulfill our orders to our clients and customers? So it's, you know, you're, you're looking at a few different angles. And then once you reach that point, there's about 20 different ways you could hire a person well, as an employee. And then, you know, you have the other side of, being able to hire contractors. Mm -hmm. What makes sense for your business? So really take the step back to look at your business strategy, your business model. Does it support this growth? And if it doesn't, um, do you have the ability and the willingness to put into place that, that structure and the work processes behind it so that you're embedding risk management into your business because it's one thing for you to protect your business, but to enable your team to also do the same, it also makes a difference. Yeah, so it's a it's a conversation that we have with with clients uh, when when they're ready. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's good. So this is good information, you guys. All of you that are look that are building your teams or looking to build your teams. Um, this is really good information. I, I don't want to miss this one thing uh, really quickly. Maybe you can touch on it. Um, and I know I teach on it as well. Um, but sometimes small business, so a lot of the times, um, as you know, um, you can get in, have legal um, issues when it comes to deciding whether you are going to bring on employees versus a contractor. Right. Yeah. And some people think they're going to sidestep the system and say it's, they're hiring a contractor when it's really an employee. Um, so can you just give us a little bit of a guidance on that so that people understand the difference between an employee and a contractor um, and making sure that they're, they're doing what's necessary to not only protect themselves, but the, the individuals that they're hiring um, in the process? Yeah. This is one of the biggest problems we see um, and one of the biggest types of cleanup projects that we do with clients uh, is that they've misclassified their employees as contractors. Um, 
working in Canada, our laws are written and they're harder to interpret. If you're in the US, you're you're much more luckier. You have the FLSA Act and it's a little more clear, more defined. Um, there are discussions right now to change it because um, it's not only how you categorize your employees, it is also your obligations around time off, vacation, holidays. Um, right now, the discussion in the US is um, you know, who is going to be eligible for overtime pay in the future? And so that, again, is going to impact your finances and your bottom line as a business. So right now, my recommendation would be save just in case if that were to pass. Um, the government has been trying to pass this for a few years, and so they're getting closer to it after, you know, a couple of revisions. Um, so, yeah, I would say at the beginning, before the relationship actually starts where you're working with that employee, is to make sure you have solid contracts in place. How it usually works is an HR professional will write your contract for how you operate. So it's you know written more in plain English. They'll take a look at um, you know all the different ins and outs. Whereas if you go to your lawyer first, they'll typically give you more of a pro forma contract, so more of the standardized terms. And so my recommendation is to work with your HR. Um, expert, whether it be an internal one, external one, draft that contract, um, and then then take it for legal review. That'll save you on costs, but it also makes sure that you end up with a contract that fits for your business. Um, and with that, it's something that is more enforceable as well. Um, and then the other bit is if you have misclassified employees, you cannot just give them a contract, have them sign it in, and that's the end of the story. Um, there's requirements around notice period. Um, you know, in, in contract law, there's consideration that has to be given on each side so that there's value exchanged. Um, so keep keep all of that in mind that it's not just having a contract. Same thing with a policy manual that we usually see. If it just sits on a bookshelf or in your shared drives, never communicated, um, you cannot enforce something that you never told someone that they couldn't do, for example, or you cannot say my expectations for respectful behavior in this workplace is this, and you have violated that um, without having set those expectations in the first place. So again, it's not just the documentation, but it's the process to make sure it is actually effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. just really again, take the time to, to protect yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, you know, insurance is helpful, required in many areas. Um, and then, you know, your lawyer, your accountant in the beginning, they should be your go to. So make sure you have people that you can trust to give you the right advice. That's good. Have people around you that can give you um, good advice. Um, surround yourself with those experts because we're not an expert in, in everything. So even just listening to you, I know uh, uh, some of these things, but you just educated me on a lot. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so, I want to make this fruitful for everybody. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, it's not a simple thing when you're talking about going your business and bringing on teams of people. Um, so you have to understand how that impacts your business, the risks and liabilities that you're taking on and making sure that you're uh, minimizing those risks, right? Yeah, and you're yeah. putting mitigation practices into place. So um, thank you so much for that. You're welcome. 
I guess um, maybe one one additional point is you know, um, being in HR, our our go to is you know the employment standards legislation, but as an employer, you also have to keep in mind in mind human rights, yeah. safety laws, uh, privacy laws, and then you know the general business and commerce, um, <laughs> as well, right? Like there's there's a lot to keep track yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a time where, and I still I spend a lot of time reading legislation. Um, I miss a good novel. <laughs> but if I didn't know that, how helpful can I be to others? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And what people may not know is is legislation, rules, regs are constantly changing. Yeah. So um, you need to be up on those changing, um, you know, rules and regulations where you have have someone on your team that's constantly um, monitoring, or you're doing it your yourself. Um, because that, that really will impact your business. Oh, especially if you're working in a common law jurisdiction. Um, like it comes down to how law is interpreted here. Whereas if you're working in a civil law um, location, uh, there's their, their legislation is more codified. And um, finding a lawyer who knows both is very rare, very expensive. So if you're expanding, you're growing your team, you're growing your business, do the research to also be selective of where you're operating as well, because it's going to, um, at the end of the day, it's going to make a difference in terms of uh, how you structure your business and um, how much work you need to do beforehand to even start operating. That's good. Thank you. That's thank you. Uh, so, Kim, can you tell us what has we talked about your challenges? Can you talk about what has been your greatest achievement thus far in your journey? Um, I think it's really being able to live the life that makes me happy. So I have four values that I hold dear to myself on a personal level. So it's health, safety, happiness, and freedom. Um, on, on the business side, I have values that also reflect that because um, we talk about the importance of leadership values in business and how that trickles down to everything and everybody and how you make decisions. And we'll work with businesses to create that management philosophy. So for us, it's positivity, excellence, empowerment, and perseverance on the business side. And my my greatest achievement would be that I actually get to live the life of my dreams. Like all of this started as nothing more than an idea and it's grown, it's developed, it's changed. Um, but I, I have that freedom and I'm now in a place where I can give back because I, I have received so much from my community and, um, you know, my friends, my family, everybody has been there. Um, you know, in the beginning, they definitely gave me a lot of flack and, you know, told me to go be normal, get a job. But that wasn't who I am. And it's not what I wanted for myself. But now that they've seen me push through all of those, you know, moments of negative thoughts, um, you know, everybody as a young entrepreneur, I think I, I, I felt it a little more is that I got a lot of advice of how to run my life and how to run my business. And um, I, I realized at the end of the day, I, I am responsible for the decisions that I make and I need to be able to live with them. Um, so my, my greatest achievement is being able to actually build a life as 
I see fit for myself. Um, it's definitely changing all the time, but I'm able to ride those waves of change. Um, I'm not stuck. I don't feel like, um, you know, as an employee back in the day, you know, my ideas, my recommendations were nothing more than suggestions. And I think that bothered me quite a lot. Whereas now, um, you know, I'm working with the presidents and CEOs and, um, you know, the, the business owners and business leaders that are creating these enterprises. Um, and many of them are industry leaders. They're going into uncharted territory, not knowing what it looks like, what it is. Um, but being able to to be alongside that, I, I love it. I get to see the coolest technology, um, the, the most exciting pieces of equipment. Like I get invited into people's workshops or fabrication yards, their, like their offices, and I get to meet people. Um, at the end of the day, I, you know, I'm working with the C-suite, but I get to meet the people that are impacted. And I don't think, um, even for a second, I ever forget that, um, you know, I'm touching their lives, their ability to raise their family, take their kids to school, retire, save, have vacations. Um, I'm, I'm part of those decisions and those abilities. So um, being able to have that responsibility, but also being able to do something about it. That's, that's my biggest achievement, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fantastic. You're welcome. <laughs> Look, we're, we're impacting lives. It's such a great thing. It's such yeah. a rewarding thing. Yeah. Um, like you said, the money, okay, that's great, but that's not going to keep you fulfilled and, no. and doing it. <laughs> right. Um, if money is your only driver, you will quit long yeah. before you reach success. Yes. That's key. I hope you're, that is so true. Mm -hmm. If it's only about the money, you're not going to be in it. <laughs> no. Uh, Again, it's not the easiest path in life. It's yeah. not. You work hard for a good few years and you get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. There is rewards to it. Um, yeah. But it, like, it takes some some sweat equity, lots of tears along the way. I have cried at times running this business. <laughs> like, um, you know, it's it's the reality of it. It's it's what real life is. Yeah, yeah. I've cried, you know, for clients as well because I get dragged into their lives. But um, you know, I I understand at the end of the day, my fate is tied to theirs, and let's do the best we can for each other. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what would you say um, would be your tips to our entrepreneur and business owner friends that are watching us? What are maybe two or three tips that you would offer them um, to help them be successful in their business? Um, so tip number one, I think I've mentioned it a few times, is focus on planning and risk management. Um, there's no point building something and then to be blindsided and it gets, you know, wiped out. Uh, that happens. It's really sad when it does. Um, be careful in your decision making. You're going to make mistakes along the way. That's fine. Um, but make sure that you push through, you try to recover and, you know, continue to grow. Um, and then the third one would be uh, making the time to build 
strong relationships with the people that you rely on. Um, not only from a business standpoint, um, you know, you're you're gonna go to your your team of you know legal experts, accounting, financial. Um, it, like uh, I rely on mine all the time, but I think you also need an outlet outside of your business. Um, that just helps you to stay grounded, um, especially if you're going through a stressful situation to know, hey, there's a little bit more to life out there. It's not just work at the end of the day. And along with that is take care of yourself, um, you know, get proper sleep, eat on a regular basis. Um, nobody is perfect, but as long as you make that effort and try to, you know, like I, I, I take a walk, I take my dog out. And during those times, I'm a little more relaxed. And you're going to find that you have some of your best inspiration and your greatest ideas. Um, they'll just hit you out of nowhere, really. <laughs> you, yeah. you know the answers within you. And it's, it's just, do you have the, the guts to follow through with it? Um, and it, it doesn't have to be just yourself. Bring in help as you need it. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let me um, circle back on relate uh, the relationships piece real quickly. Okay. Um, and how important it is for us to build strong relationships um, within the small business community, because that's what we are. Yeah. Um, we go through things that other people, outsiders, we say all the time, don't really understand. Um, and it's more than just connecting with people to... Uh, for really self gain or just thinking you're connecting with people to make more money in your business. It um, is, is building a camaraderie, right? A community of support and strength um, that we have for one another, um, creating opportunities for each other. So it's not a selfish thing. Um, is creating a, a situation where we're all winning, right? Um, that we have opportunities where we can collaborate, where we can brainstorm together, where we can mastermind together, uh, where we can share our challenges, where we can share our dreams. That helps us to, to get through the challenges. It helps us to, even in our everyday um, trying to figure out how we're going to take our idea from just an idea to executing it, right? Um, and sometimes when you're just doing it on your own, you get stuck. Um, but I find like if I'm with someone and I can like they they get it or they have a, they can offer a different perspective, I'm able to move along more quickly. Right. Yeah. Um, the value of having the right person give you the right advice at the right time when you need it. Uh, yeah. Incredible. Uh, I would say. Like how you and I met, Shantae, um, yeah. it really started as, hey, let's look at, you know, um, a collabor collaboration yeah. together, whatever it looked like. Let's, you know, we refer business back and forth. Uh, we work together. We support each other. And I think um, what I have learned from doing that is the importance of growing together. Um, in my partnership network, um, that's the first premise is that the person that is best suited for it gets the work. Um, so I send out a lot of work to, to, to others. Um, because again, you, you're not going to be the expert in everything. 
um, you could probably do a little bit of everything, but you're not going to be the expert. Uh, the other thing that I also look for is a big heart. Somebody, again, you had just mentioned that they're not in it just for their own self-gain, but they understand, um, you know, that they're they're in business to, to help others. And um, as part of that, what does that actually look like for them? What What is... What are their motivators? Um, someone who is just looking to create a partnership for their own personal gain, they don't last long in the network we've built because we have controls put into place to um, you know, mitigate that risk uh, because, it, it, again, it affects everybody else that's in the group. And, um, you know, it's not always perfect. We have instances where, um, you know, we're working with someone and they kind of fall through on us. Uh, but it's how do you recover from that later? And in building relationships, um, you know, people know and they'll they'll see through what you're actually there for in the the in reality. Um and so when building a relationship, it's not only the business side. Yes, it is important to get work done and to achieve your results and, um, you know, meet all of your objectives that you set out to. But it's also, you know, caring for each other. Um, not everybody is going to have good days, but when they do, we we celebrate together. We go for lunch. We go for dinners. Um, I, I've been lucky. I get to go to um, open houses that clients have because as they grow, right, they need new facilities, new offices, and to be a part of that celebration. But also on the flip side, it's to be there when they're going through crisis, whether it's in their business or in their personal life, and letting them know that they're not alone. Um, being an entrepreneur you are likely going to have moments where you feel like you're just in it by yourself. There's nobody to help. There's nowhere to go. And you just don't know what your next step is. And when you have others that you can literally call on, whether it be just a vent or share an idea, brainstorm together, it makes, it makes a world of difference. And on a regular basis, I'm on the phone. I'm out to meetings and lunches. Um, even in how I network now, I don't, really go to public networking events. I tend to go to more invite only. Um, and the personal relationships that we've formed, it, it leads to more close-knit communities that are much stronger. And we protect each other. You know, you're, you're going to spend a lot of time um, managing the risks that will affect your business. Um, but on a personal level, you also uh, will be in a much better position if you have others that are looking out for you as well. Um, you know, it's not like even on the marketing side of things, I'm not the only one looking for opportunities, but my network looks for opportunities for me as well, where they might meet a friend and see that, you know, they're growing their business and it's like, hey, do you have the help you need? And hey, maybe talk to Kimberly. Or there's the other instance of my son or daughter has just started work in a new company and I don't think they have the right support in place in the HR side to make sure that my son or daughter is going to have a good career. And then they bring me into those situations or, you know, we see leadership changes where um, those relationships that have existed for a long time break down, um, you know, as especially during the negotiation phase um, or the handover where the 
you know, the father who had built the business um, wants it a certain way and wants it to be kept that way, whereas the sons and daughters that are coming through, taking on those leadership reins, they see the business in a new light because how you operated in one instance and in one time period, it, it has to evolve to, to allow your company to remain competitive and to remain a viable entity in the market. So um, again, uh, relationships, you really need them at different levels as well um, and different types. And if you have that all blended together, um, you're gonna have an amazing life because you're, you have people that are gonna be there for whatever type of need you have that comes up. Yeah, that's good. So you guys, you are not alone. You are not alone at all. So focus on those relationships. Like Kimberly said, we met online. It's not just local. Technology opens the world up to you. So I'm in based in Cleveland, Ohio. She's in Canada. Um, and we met online and we have been uh, growing our relationship um, for almost like three years now. Yeah, it's been several years. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yes. we know what happens in each other's lives. Yes. Uh, we give each other tips, advice. We will question each other. That's when you know you have a strong relationship, when the other person challenges you to see things a little differently. Yes. And it's not just, yes, it's beautiful, it's perfect, it's a great idea. Um, th those supporters are really nice when you're having a down day. Um, but when you have to make a, an important decision, um, having somebody that, is seeing it through a different lens uh, really helpful? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And so I, I, I definitely appreciate you. I thank you for coming on. I have one last question for you that I yeah. ask all of my all of my guests. Yeah. If you had a magic wand and you could change anything in the world, what would that be? Um, I would eliminate poverty and give free education. I know it exists in some places, uh, and why not amplify that? So yes. uh, I think, you know, it's not going to be instant, but we we can get there if we all work together. <laughs> That's it. That's working together, That's working it. together um, to provide education so everybody has equal access to education and that we have no more poverty. So. Uh, we want people to be able to live in, ab in abundance and to thrive. Um, yeah. And so anything that we can do to work together to make the world a better place, um, let's do it. Right. Yeah. And I just don't say it like every quarter when I can, because obviously I've had quarters where business was a little bit more difficult. Um, I've donated to four causes of choice that I've selected since the very beginning of my entrepreneurial life. And they align with my business values, which I mentioned earlier. One of the biggest ones being empowerment. It's giving someone the ability, the tools. Um, one of my favorite organizations um, is a microfinance firm, right, where I've bought toilets, I've paid tuition, I've bought equipment. Uh, other ones, it's I'm, you know, I'm I'm contributing to scholarships and leadership retreats or uh, even the basic necessities of life of food, access to water, um, you know, social justice, human rights. Like there are so many organizations out there that are pushing for a better world, but they need our support just as much. So if it's not money, it's time, go out, volunteer, help a neighbor. Um, it, it doesn't have to be big. 
and you know it's not all business at the end of the day it's um we're all living different lives but uh you have to look at it and see what you really want to do with your life um you're not going to have the answer um and sometimes that answer changes and don't let that stress you out um but just take it take it easy um things will fall into place when they fall into place <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm a person of little patience, so that has been very helpful to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Kimberly, thank you so much for coming on to our show. Please tell the guests um before we uh before we exit the show, just remind them of um what you do and where people can find you if they need your services. Oh sure. Um well thank you very much for spending the last hour with us. It's been a joy. This is my first talk show so didn't know quite what to expect. Um if you do need help, if you're growing your team, um you know, it doesn't have to be the moment that you need help. Get uh be proactive. Ask for ask your questions early. I don't charge for questions that take a minute or two. I'd rather help you so that we can, you know, work on the fun HR bits later on. And so Again, uh we help with both planning and implementation to make sure that you have a structured, efficient, legally compliant and fiscally responsible HR function so that you're meeting your obligations as an employer and you're building a workplace and a company that can thrive. Um I can be reached um through LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh my phone number is 1-403-274-3347. Uh email kimberly.ho at honeyba.com and then our website as well also has a chat box um or in a contact form where you can reach us too at uh, honeyba.com. Fantastic. Again, thank you audience for we see you guys out there. We thank you so much for tuning in. We thank Kimberly uh for being our guest, for sharing your story. I know that our audience was definitely inspired and, and empowered by uh your story, by your expertise. Um it was just phenomenal. Um so oh I'm God, so, happy thank you. You. <laughs> so happy you came on, so happy to know you. Um, so for all of you guys out there, you have been tuning in to the Biz Talk Live show, where we broadcast every Thursday at 1 p.m. If you did not catch us live, catch the replay and comment hashtag replay. Um, again, also share this out so more people get to see it, so we're able to reach more uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs and business owners out there. Um, so they can be inspired and empowered too. We also have openings uh, for guest spots in June. So again, if you have a life-changing story that you would like to share, we invite you to come on and share your story uh, with us and with our audience. We Again, we have openings in June. You can go to my website at www.intuitiveriskmanagement.com and apply. And we also have opportunities for sponsorship uh, that you can apply as well. So again, we thank you so much for tuning in. Please tune in with us next week at this same time. We look forward to seeing you then. Until then, you guys continue uh, to pursue your dreams, uh, be empowered, uh, be encouraged to know that you can do whatever you set your mind to. Uh, it's your time and we are winning together. Have a great day. Thank Bye. you. Good luck, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.